This is the problem, folks. I want to read books while these guys are out messing around with the cows. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elkstrom. In celebration of Texas History Month, the Texas General Land Office is running a March Madness-style tournament to determine the greatest Texan. We are going to take a look at those brackets and inform you about some of the impressive Texans of history. A quick editor's note, by default, all Texans have some measure of greatness. But first, who's your favorite podcaster who thought asking a non-sequitur question before every episode was a great idea? Well, I've got two fingers, and I'm pointing them right at Scott. This guy. Yeah, I gotta go with Scott, too, because this was not my fault. Yeah, that Scott guy should be fired. <laughs> Uh, it's not easy, a, folks. No, coming up with a new question each week. You know, we should we should plan these things better. To begin this, understand that this is a proper March Madness tournament. There's 64 competitors in the first round, so we're going to take a quick run through the first 32 matchups, and then we'll talk about what's going to happen in round two because this tournament is ongoing right now. You can actually log in, vote, and get involved in the Texas tournament. And if you're listening to this a few weeks from now or years from now, it was a lot of fun and you missed it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, so here are the dates real quick. Round one voting ran from March 18th to the 20th. Round two, March 21st to the 23rd. Round three is the 24th to the 26th. Round four, the 27th to the 29th. And then the semifinals is the March 30th and April 1st. And the final voting is April 2nd to April 4th. So yep. if you listen to this on April 6th, the year too late. If you hear this episode with uh, some time left in the tournament and you'd like to follow along for the last few weeks and get caught up, uh, you should be able to find it at glo.texas.gov slash save Texas history. That's with a hyphen between each word slash top Texan. Or you can and to, uh, we'll also put that in the show notes for this episode. Or alternately, you can go to saveourtexashistory.org. So round one, Stephen F. Austin versus Friar Antonio Margiel de Jesus. Everybody knows Stephen F. Austin. He's the father of Texas. And we've done a whole lot of talking about him in the past. Plus, there's probably an elementary school in your neighborhood named after him. <laughs> I think we did two episodes of Stephen Austin. Yeah, so. it, it's hard to argue against uh, Stephen F. Austin at least being in the running to be greatest Texan. Um, I'll be honest, I had not heard of this uh, Fray Antonio Margil de Jesus, um, but reading his short bio that they have on here, uh, he was one of the uh, earliest Franciscan missionaries in Texas, in uh, Spanish Texas, way back in the 1700s. Mm -hmm. he, so he supervised the founding of the Dolores Mission and the Los Aides Mission in East Texas, and then the San Jose Mission in San Antonio. I think his name was mentioned way, way, way back in season one when we had our episode on the Spanish missions in Texas back when we talked to our friend uh, Stephen Guerra uh, of the History of the Papacy podcast. Yep. It was a long time ago. I, I my, my thought, I think everybody agrees. Stephen F. Austin is our, is our pick. 
as important as as Friar Jesus is, this is it's a slam dunk for Stephen F. Austin. Matchup two: Thomas Jefferson Rusk versus Sam Houston. Yeah, I mean we, we've done sixteen <laughs> episodes on Sam Houston, so I think I think it, I think the only person that might compete with Sam Houston would be Creed Taylor, who's not on this list, by the way. Spoiler: Creed Taylor not on the list. I, I think. The I land do, office may be a little wrong. I take, I do take, I take umbrage, sir, with your lack of Creed Taylor on this list. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's but, talk about Rusk you know, for a minute. Yeah, I mean, Rusk was an important figure. Uh, yeah, he, he was, was one of the, the the first Secretary of War. He was the technical commander in chief of the Army of the Republic of Texas. So, um, yeah, he had a pretty key role. Yeah, and it's interesting. We've got a matchup of our of Texas's first two. United States senators here. They were the first two men to go to the Senate when Texas became a state. Uh, and so we do have a matchup. Uh, we talked about Thomas Rusk in the past. Uh, unfortunately, a very sad ending for him. He, like several of our famous Texans, he killed himself at a, uh, you know, after a life of service to the state. But I, I got to go with Big Sam. I mean, come on. There's not a giant statue of Thomas Rusk on I-45 between Houston and Dallas. Yet. Round three. Here's Juan Seguin versus Anson Jones. Yeah, so we've talked about Juan Seguin. We had a whole episode on him. He was the famous Tejano leader of Texas. He was the man who uh, carried the news of the Alamos fall to Sam Houston. Uh, and then Anson Jones was the last president of the Republic of Texas. We did an episode on him. Um, and both of them very worthy Texan. I'm my pick. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, well, I... Like once again, I mean, we did a, an episode of the uh, major Tejano um, con- contributors to the Texas Revolution, and once again figures very prominently there in the story of the Alamo and San Antonio and all that. So my pick is Seguin. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Seguin all the way. Plus, I like Seguin, Texas. All right, so round four, the great Davy Crockett versus Jose de Escandon. Now, we have talked about Davy Crockett at length. Uh, I think everybody's familiar with him as one of the Alamo defenders, particularly if you've been to San Antonio and visited the Alamo. But, uh, Sean, what can you tell us about Jose de Escandon, and why is he against Davy Crockett? So I don't know why he's against Davy Crockett, uh, but uh, he was a famous uh, Spanish colonizer and administrator. Uh, he was first governor of Nuevo Santander, and he's considered the father of the lower Rio Grande Valley, founded a new number of towns and villas on the Rio Grande. So yep. he's really oh. important. I'll give him that, but um, I yes. have to give the edge to Davy Crockett. Yeah, he, I don't think Jose de Escandon killed a bar when he was only three. So, got to go with Davy. He didn't have a Disney film made of him with Fess Parker in the no. 50s. No, he did not. Moving on, round five. This is the famous Lorenzo de Zavala versus good old Ben Milam. Wow. You know, this is actually a tough one because... Um, De Zavala had, uh, I mean, he drafted the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, first vice president. Yeah, first vice president of Texas. Uh, ben Milam was um, was a war hero, right? So, um, you know, don't know. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm kind of torn on this one. And this is a this is an interesting one from a Mexican history perspective as well, because both men were prominent in the Mexican independence movement. Uh, ben Milam actually was prominent in the Mexican independence movement, and Lorenzo de Zavala dra- helped draft the Constitution of Mexico. So, uh, very important uh, pick. I picked I picked Ben Milam. That's that's my pick. I think he is quintessentially Texas. Famously died storming 
uh, San Antonio uh, in his famous cry of, who'll join old Ben Milam and go to San Antonio? And they captured this town of San Antonio and he died in the battle. So I'm going to pick Milam, but I think this is a this is a close call. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's too, yeah. too close. Too close for me to call. It's Zavala for me, but we'll see what happens. All right, moving on to round six. Another famous Tejano that we talked about, Jose Antonio Navarro, and of course the very famous Quana Parker, who we also did an episode about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did an episode on both of these guys. Uh, I mean, what can we say about Quana Parker that we haven't already said? The the last great Comanche war chief. So. He is, but I would say that I would probably lean towards Navarro because I think believe you described him, Sean, as the the Mexican Thomas Jefferson or the Thomas Jefferson of Mexico. Yeah, yeah he yep. he helped write and sign the Declaration of Independence, Texas Declaration. Yep, he was he was one of the one of the three Tejano signers. Yeah, and uh, he was also uh, part of the Convention of eighteen forty five that uh, proved the annexation of Texas into the United States. And the so. lovely Corsicana, Texas is named for his home country of Corsica. So I have to go for, uh, I got to go Navarro for me, but uh, I'm sure he's going to lose because Quana is very popular. Yeah. And he, and he straddled both worlds because his mother was Cynthia Parker, who was a white woman. Hey, no harm, no foul on this one, guys. These are both, ama- these are all amazing yeah. Texans so far. Yeah. There you go. Round seven, Mirabobi Lamar versus Charles Goodnight. We have done an episode on both of these gentlemen as well. Yeah. So if you're up to date, you should have an easy pick. It's good night and goodbye, <laughs> Lamar, because <laughs> we are fans yeah. of Sam Houston and not of Mirabouille Lamar. We are fans of Charles Goodnight, too. He's a yeah. great guy. Although I, I do give a couple of extra points to Lamar because the portrait that they chose of him for this uh, reminds me strongly of Bill Nye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks very weathered. I, I'll give Lamar credit for the phrase, the the cultivated mind is the guardian genius of democracy. But uh, uh, Charles Goodnight, boy, he was he was a, he was a character. So I, yep. I'm going to go with Goodnight too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Round eight. Colonel William B. Travis versus Norris Wright Cooney. Now we. Done Travis and talked about him through a number of our of our stories of the Texas Revolution. But tell us about Norris Cooney, Sean. So Norris Cooney was a uh, former slave. Uh, he was half white and half uh, African American uh, who settled in Galveston and he became a lawyer. He was the president of the Galveston Union League. Oddly enough, for a Texan, he was a prominent Republican. <laughs> Although, given his racial heritage, that makes sense. Uh, he was a prominent Republican in Texas in the late 1800s. So uh, one of the very few. Um, so a, a great representative of African-American Texas. But I'm afraid William Travis is kind of a ringer in this one. So, yeah, I uh, I had never heard of Norris Cooney until um, I looked at this bracket. Well, I will I will say this. Uh, having read about Travis He's portrayed so well in movies and television, and yet when you read a little bit about the personal history of the man and his wonderful hot-headedness, they got <laughs> him into so much trouble. And then you read about the very positive exploits of Mr. Cooney. You kept to say, I, I almost got to go with Cooney on this one, even though yeah. I know it's a long shot. <laughs> well, I think that the, the lesson of this is that this is a great person we need to look into and maybe talk about more in the future. I can't wait Definitely. to do an episode. For sure. Round nine. This is a tough one again. 
the famous Audie Murphy, who we did an episode on, versus James Earl Rudder, who we have not done an episode on yet. Yeah, so Rudder is a, if you're an Aggie, you probably know who Rudder is. Uh, he was a war, World War II hero, a coach, a football coach, uh, a, and was president of Texas A&M University and a former general land office commissioner. So he famously led uh, the Second Ranger Battalion uh, in the D-Day invasion, and then later served in uh, the Battle of the Bulge. So noted soldier uh, during the war and noted educator, uh, Texas A&M. I think Auditorium in Texas A&M is named after him. However, Audie Murphy is the most decorated war hero of World War II yes. and a famous actor. So <laughs> received I don't every know how <laughs> only received. if you're an Aggie will you vote for vote for that guy. I get it. Uh, yeah. Enough said. Mur- Murphy received every medal that the U.S. gives for valor, two of them twice, it says. So yeah. it's it's hard to beat that for yeah. notoriety. As a matter of fact, the, the award for the for the outstanding enlisted uh, non-commissioned officer in the United States Army is called the Audie Murphy Award. As it should be. Bit of a <laughs> slam dunk here, folks. All right, let's go to matchup number 10. This is Richard Overton versus Hector P. Garcia. Now, I'm not... Do not believe we've spoken in the last five years about either of these gentlemen. Yeah, no. and that's a shame. Uh, Richard Overton, um, he served with the uh, 1887th Aviation Engineer Battalion in the Pacific Theater. Um, he was, was the all-black uh, battalion. Um, and because they were mostly forced into support details, uh, he worked on building airfields. He was on the burial detail ran base security and was a driver. Uh, but he was also recognized for rifle marksmanship. Um, he says he's the oldest surviving U.S. veteran upon his death in 2018 at the age of 112 years. So that is quite a remarkable achievement, just his longevity. Yeah, I do remember when he passed away last year, and that was the noted thing, was he was 112. Hector Garcia was a Hispanic-American from Texas, and uh, he's a Tejano. Uh, he served during World War II as an infantry officer and uh, earned a number of uh, valor medals. He was the first Mexican-American to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and he advocated for uh, and he advocated for veterans' rights and Hispanic rights in in Texas and in the United States throughout his life. So, uh, civil rights pioneer. And so, my pick was Overton, just because I think he's kind of more recently in the news and kind of had a more prominent role that's mm-hmm. more relevant today see so, i picked uh, i picked garcia because i thought i was very impressed by the uh the out you know how hard he worked for those specific rights uh yeah back in the day i think that's a, this is a split call split yeah. call they're both great men all right round 11 this is the presidential round the <laughs> original bush george hw bush versus lbj now we have talked about these men in passing in multiple episodes but we haven't done a dedicated episode to either of them yet i am gonna yeah. go well listen i like people from here i'm gonna go with lbj i've read some of that giant cockroach killing book that was out there that's written about him and you know his early life on the Pardinalis, the sad irons you know the the hard scrabble world he grew up in 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 kind of central west texas so lbj is my vote for that reason I, and and I agree. I mean, he's he is born in Texas, and President Bush, uh, you know, may claim to be a Texan, and he we had we accepted him because he got here as soon as he can't could, but he was not born in Texas, and that makes LBJ 
definitively more Texan yeah. as a president yeah. than anyone, any other president. Yeah. It, it, it's hard for me to, to argue against LBJ. Yeah. And so apologies to our current land commissioner, George P. Bush. Your grandpa is a great man, and we salute him. But we got to go with LBJ, because he was born here. <laughs> Round 12. James L. Farmer Jr. and Admiral Chester Nimitz. We did an episode on both uh, Farmer Jr. and his father, who are two interesting uh, Texans from East Texas, uh, who are a major part of the civil rights movement in the 1960s with Martin Luther King. Yep, and then we did an episode on Chester Nimitz, who was the United States Naval Commander, Supreme Naval Commander for Pacific Theater during World War II and led led America to victory over the Japanese. Um, So he was born in Fredericksburg and then served his life as a Navy man. (laughs) So, but uh, I'd forgotten we did an episode on James Farmer. So that's great. We yeah. got both of these guys oh, as yeah. an episode. And that, that's a really great episode. I recommend going back and listen to it. Uh, I, I think Nimitz was a, an honorable soldier, but uh, I am going to go with James Farmer because he spent uh, more time in Texas than I think Nimitz did. Yeah, I'm, I've got to go with Nimitz, though. I think that he, despite being a, a Navy man and a sub man and a carrier man, he was still a Texan. So I'm going to go with Nimitz. <laughs> well, they're, both, they're all Texans. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would uh, I, I would lean towards Farmer myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think his contributions to uh, Texas and the nation are uh, extremely significant. And, um, you know, I mean, so were, was Nimitz, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's another close call, but it's uh, tough, I'm going to give the edge to Farmer. This is a Split tough matchup. On yeah. Tough matchup right. on this one. All right. Well, let's go to the let's go to it in a different direction. Matchup number thirteen: <laughs> <laughs> James S. Hogg, former governor, and Representative Sam Rayburn. Yeah. So James Hogg was the governor of Texas at the uh, 1890s. He was the first elected governor to actually be born in Texas when Texas was a state. Um, and he established the Railroad Commission. So, uh, you know, a big guy, famous for being a big guy, uh, famous for being a Democrat in Texas, so that meant he was a conservative. And then Sam Rayburn was uh, served in the Texas House of Representatives and then was elected the longest, was the longest-running member of the House of Representatives, United States House of Representatives, serving more than 48 years. No term limits, folks. Uh, and he held the position of Speaker of the House for 21 of those years. So I, I yeah, the, the the office building where where United States congressmen have their offices is the Sam Rayburn building in Washington D.C. Yes, yeah. I I was uh, I was Sam, blown away. Sam Rayburn, Sam Rayburn definitely put his mark and the mark of Texas on the national stage. So um, I'm I'm going to go with Sam Rayburn on this one. Well, you guys are forgetting one fact, and that is that when Governor Jim Hogg had a daughter. He named her Ima. Ima Hogg. <laughs> True. And Ima Hogg became a famous philanthropist throughout Texas, and despite the horrible name she hung on her, he was she was hung with. She stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, this so because is he was forever. Yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah. So for that reason alone, I'm going to vote for Sam Rayburn. Round fourteen. I know it's tough, but thank you for hanging in there, folks. Julius Lorenzo Cub Bledsoe versus Daniel Webster Wallace. We've not done an episode on these guys, so give us the very short version, John. Yeah, so Julius Lorenzo Cobbledso was from Waco, and he was a noted opera singer uh, and musical singer. He uh, was an African-American. He was a composer, famous baritone. Uh, he performed in the original production of Jerome Kern's Showboat. So uh, Old Man River, he's one of the first people to sing that song. 
And he was from Rico. Uh, and then the other person is Daniel Webster Wallace. Daniel Webster Wallace was also an African-American. He was a cowboy. Uh, he was a famous wrangler and horsebreaker. And uh, he became a prominent rancher uh, and was one of the most respected and wealthy black ranchers of the 1800s. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with hard work over culture on this one and go with Mr. Wallace. Yeah, yeah. and he he's wearing a cowboy hat in the picture. So oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say um, it, that's that's a very Texan mark for him yeah. um yeah I, I would have to go with wallace the, myself no i'm fascinated with blood so i think we should do an episode on him oh we should do an episode on both those guys yeah, yeah they're fascinating absolutely. uh well let's go to round 15 this is an easy one it's willie nelson versus george Strait. Willie. willie 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 we did four episodes on willie we got so. this yeah really? he is we have not done a single one on george Strait. so no. we go with willie george uh who? yeah george you know uh, now you're going to hurt some people's feelings out there. We like George Strait, too. Uh, okay. We talked about his Christmas time in Texas song that Sean did not know well. And okay. Okay. <laughs> round, thir- round 16. Here we go. Bob Wills. Bob Wills. And, of course, Scott Joplin. And we have done an episode about Scott Joplin directly. Uh, we didn't do one on Bob Wills, but we talked about him a lot when we talked about Panther Hall. Yeah. Yep. Uh, king, of, king of Western Swing and, versus the King of Ragtime. So... Tough, my, tough call. Yep, yeah, cool. my personal choice would be uh, Scott Joplin. Um, I just like his music better. I think I, I'm going to go with Bob Wills because I think he's a little more he's a little more current. You know, the 1930s and 40s and 50s is more current than the 1920s. So 1910s and 20s. And I would go with Bob Wills, except for the fact that I was so impressed by some of the things I learned in our episode, which I recommend people go back and listen to about Scott Joplin. He was a very impressive composer and a far yeah. more talented than he's remembered for. Yep, I agree. Matchup number 17, Adina De Zavala versus Clara Driscoll. Now, this, again, is two people we have not covered on the show yet, but we'll definitely have to look into in a future episode. Yeah, so the short bios of both of them, uh, Zavala, we actually talked about when we talked about Lorenzo De Zavala. It's her, his granddaughter, and she was central to the preservation of the Alamo. Uh, and Claire Driscoll, who is one of the key members of the Daughters of the Republic of Texas, and she also was instrumental in restoring and saving the Alamo. So it's a battle of the Alamo ladies. Yeah. I would have to say that uh, I am more impressed by Miss Zavala's um, choice to barricade herself inside the Alamo for three days in 1908 to protest its destruction. That's putting herself bodily in the way of, uh, you know, tearing it down. So yeah. that's that impresses me. Got to give um, her my vote too. Uh, boy, this is a tough one. Yeah, it's a coin toss here. But since you've already got me beat, I'll jump in with you. Days of Allah. Sorry, Clara, but we we really do respect you. Uh, round eighteen, Betty Eve Ballinger versus Mary Maverick. Yeah, so Betty Ballinger was co-founder of the Daughters of the Republic of Texas, uh, important in preserving Texas history, and a woman suffragist. And Mary Maverick was the uh, founder of St. Mark's Church in San Antonio and prominent member of the Daughter of the Republic of Texas. Her memoirs were important in preserving information about pioneer Texas life. Uh, so I'm going to go with Mary Maverick because I've read some of her stuff. And her journals uh, and memoirs are very important in how we understand what life was like on the frontier in Texas. Uh, I'm going to concur with you because uh, pioneer uh, period in Texas is uh, 
something that I find incredibly fascinating, and uh, I love that uh, she was able to help us preserve that history. I have to go with Mary Maverick simply for the fact that she married Samuel Augustus Maverick, <laughs> and we did a whole episode about the Mavericks and the evolution of where the word Maverick comes from. It comes from Texas, folks. You tell your Oklahoma friends that they don't know anything about cattle. Moving on. Round 19. Emily D. West versus Emily Margaret Perry Austin. Yeah, so Emily West is the Yellow Rose of Texas. Oh, boy. Uh, we and we talked about her. We did a whole episode. And then Emily Margaret Perry Austin was Stephen F. Austin's sister and her family moved to texas uh to settle with uh her brother uh as well as several of uh, another of their brothers uh she was stephen f austin's only heir um and was important in preserving his memory and his history i'm gonna i'm gonna go go i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with emily west because even though she's not a real person i think people think she's a real person <laughs> well, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Stephen F. Austin's sister because I think <laughs> Steve because uh, well she she did a lot of great things. She was a, a a very wealthy early landowner. She did a lot for the state, and that that's what I'm going for because she's a real human being. Um, I'm going to be very uh, shallow and say uh, Emily West because uh, if it wasn't for the Yellow Rose of Texas, we wouldn't have that wonderful song. Yeah, you know, clickbait's or not Texas. so much. Clickbait's not so much fun when you actually read through it and like have yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> or, or maybe, or maybe. Texas. All right, we're okay. we're we're on the backside, folks. Round twenty: Jane Herbert Wilkinson Long, Jane Long, the mother of Texas, and Jane Mar- Jane Maria Eliza McManus Casno. It's a battle of the Janes. Well, so come back in a few weeks, and we will have a full episode on Jane Long. But she was the widow of the filibuster. Uh, James Long, uh, Dr. James Long, and we did an episode way back, way back when uh, on the filibusters. But come back, she had an interesting life beyond her marriage to Dr. Long. Casno uh, was a journalist uh, in the 1800s, and uh, she actually is noted as the mistress of manifest destiny due to her support of American expansion and an- advocating for Texas annexation. And she moved to Texas after the annexation and was the first female war correspondent in history during the Mexican War. Yeah, I gotta go with uh, Casno over Long simply because of uh, some of the cool firsts there, but Jane Long's an amazing lady. But I know I'm gonna get overridden and uh, Jane Long's gonna win anyway. Yeah, she she's considered the mother of Texas. So. She has a lot of elementary schools named after her too, so the people are just gonna yeah. click things yeah. they recognize. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, next. Round 21. Uh, Angelina Eberly versus Susanna Wilkerson Dickinson. So Susanna Dickinson, of course, was the survivor of the Alamo, uh, and we talked about her in the past. Angelina Eberly was famous for uh, firing off a cannon to prevent Houston's men from the Texas Rangers from taking the archives out of the city of Austin. So she's the reason why Austin is the capital of Texas. And we still. covered that in episode two. We've talked about both of these women. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Dickinson because as is, is sassy as is as tough as Everly was, I think uh, surviving the Alamo automatically removes you to round two. Yeah, I Got think that so too. Alamo connection. Round 22, Elizabeth Ney versus Lillian Bertha Horace. And Elizabeth Ney was a German lady who immigrated to Texas uh, with her husband 
and sculpted a number of famous uh, busts and statues. And most prominently, if you go to the Capitol in Austin, which I think you recently did, Mike, uh, the statues of Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston in the state capitol are her statues, her her sculptures. Lillian Horace was an author, educator, and librarian. She was an African-American and was prominent in uh, the life of Prairie View State Normal and Industrial College, which is now Prairie View A&M, which is a historically black university. Cool. And Yeah, so... Well, I, I think they're both impressive. Uh, I'm going to go with the statue because I've seen those statues and I haven't read any of Miss Horace's books, but I should. I think that, but I definitely should. Yeah, I think that people will know who Elizabeth May is. That's mostly yep. how she went. Yep. Well, let's go round through 23. This is Jane McCallum versus Miriam Ma Ferguson. Uh, Ma. Ma. Ma's going to win it. Yeah, Ma was the woman governor. Uh, Jane McCallum was a suffragette. Uh, so she gets points for that. She was appointed Secretary of State of Texas in 1927, which is pretty cool. That is cool. All right, round 24. This is Annie Webb Blanton versus Lizzie Johnson Williams. Yeah, Blanton was a noted Texas educator uh, who founded what is now the University of North Texas. Lizzie Williams was the cattle queen of Texas, a famous rancher, uh, helped, was the first woman to drive cattle up the Chisholm Trail under her own brand. Well, Miss Williams sounds tough, but I'm going to go, you know, I have roots in education, so I'm going to go with Miss Blanton as a uh, pioneer of education. Sorry, okay. I got to go with Lady Lady Cattle Driver. Yeah, yeah Lizzie Williams do. and her cattle uh, Chisholm Trail connection. There you well, go. Yeah. This is the problem, folks. I want to read books while these guys are out messing around with the cows. <laughs> Round 25. All right. Governor, this one, yeah, this go- one's a tough one. Governor, this one's tough. This is a hard, this is a hard fought brown. This is uh, Governor Ann Richards versus Barbara Jordan. So this is definitely a top seed competition right here. Oh my gosh! Well, we we've done episodes on both of these uh, amazing women. You're definitely should go back and listen to both of them. Uh, for me, it's going to edge up with Ann Richards. This is Duke versus North Carolina State, man. I mean, this, this is a is tough a, one. This is Sam yeah, Houston somebody, versus Somebody's anybody. not going to be happy. Yeah, somebody's not going to be happy <laughs> with this one. Uh, I've got to go with Barbara Jordan because that quote from her about still being a Texan, that, that just stuck with me. So, yep. Well, yep. if you I, like I, sassy I, quotes. I'm with you. I'm with you. Barbara <laughs> yeah, Jordan. If you like great quotes, go listen. Do, do find some from Governor Ann Richards. She had the best. That's true. That's All true. right. Round 26. Uh, Claudia Lady Bird Johnson versus Oveta Culp Hobby. Now, this is a tough one. We have not talked about uh, the First Lady, but we did do a whole episode about Oveta Culp Hobby. Hmm. Tough, because uh, they're they're both very interesting women of important men who did a lot of wonderful things for the state of Texas. They did a yeah, good I job mean, putting these matchups together, by the way. I want to salute whoever, whoever built this poll. You guys really seeded things well. I give my vote to Oveta Culp Hobby. But Lady Bird Johnson, she's kind of a ringer, too. Yeah, she's she's got the name recognition. I think people click what they know, but it's worth going back to listen to the Hobby episode. I go with Hobby. Oh, Let, for sure. Let's go to round 27. We're rounding towards the end. Or the, in this case, it's multiple women of the all-women Supreme Court versus Lulu Bell Madison White. Yeah, this uh, this matchup feels a little forced. <laughs> <laughs> well, multiple we- women versus one one person right but we talked about the all-woman supreme court in a previous episode yeah so we had a texas we had an all-woman texas supreme court for five months in 1925 it was the first all-woman court and then lula bell madison white uh 
I believe she was one of Barbara Jordan's mentors. I think we talked about her on that episode. Uh, and she helped found the NAACP in Texas, the Houston NAACP chapter. Uh, as interesting as the old woman's Supreme Court is, and I recommend you go back and find that episode in our archives, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and tip it to Miss White, but I'm sure that uh, it's not going to bode well because Supreme Court sounds pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with I'm going to go with White. All right, but but you're right. We'll probably get over it overruled. And then let's go to round twenty-eight. Catherine Stinson Otero. Versus Bessie Coleman. Now we've talked this about this round. This round is in the air. Mike. This is in the. These are both <laughs> aviatrices. This is a dogfight <laughs> between Texas aviatrices. We've actually talked about both of these uh, interesting women. Bessie Coleman, we uh, have talked about on numerous occasions, and she's very famous as the uh, as an early flyer. But Stinson was um, found. There's Stinson Field. There's Stinson Aviation. Uh, she was a the fourth American woman to earn her pilot's license, and guess what, folks? She was from Texas too. You can't go wrong with either one of these ladies. I'm I'm probably tempted to give it to Bessie Coleman just because she had, I mean, an ounce more grit. But uh, boy, Stinson Otero was a really interesting woman. As a black woman, she did have to deal with a lot more than Stinson did. I understand, yep. but I'm just saying they're both dealt with a lot, and it's they're both fascinating women. They both deserve. You to go, go back, back and listen and, to it. Go back. Yeah, listen Texas to Aviation, episode. I believe. Is there, was it Military Aviation San Antonio we did her? No, we, we did specific episodes about both of these ladies. Oh, we did? It was yeah. Stinson. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Boy, my, after 289 episodes, it gets a little fuzzy. <laughs> Round 29, Selena versus Janis Joplin. Oh, another great matchup. Wow, this is tough. I mean, I like both their songs. We've talked about both of them to a certain degree. On the show, I don't think we've done a specific episode on uh, Janis Joplin. So we did two-parter on Selena. We have not talked specifically about Janis Joplin, but we have mentioned her before on the show. But she's, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go I, with, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to go with Selena, and here's why. Tell me why. Janis, Janis Joplin hated being in Texas. <laughs> she hated it. She wanted to be cremated so her parents wouldn't bury her in Port Arthur. Then so, well. I mean, okay. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment. If you're but. listening in from Port Arthur, cover your ears. I mean, she's from I, Port Arthur. My wife's from Orange. It's okay. <laughs> well, let's just say this about Selena. <laughs> I will say this for Selena, and then we'll move on. She has a, a wonderful statue in Corpus Christi, and it is within wa- a short walk from her statue to go see the statue of Harmon Dobson, the founder of Whataburger. And that, to me, is a historic Texas walking tour that puts her in the lead over Miss Janis <laughs> Joplin. Yeah, I, I definitely have to uh, come down on the side of Selena just for the fact that this is a entitled uh, Greatest Texan Competition. Yeah. And uh, Selena, in this case, is definitely got the edge on being Texan. Cut down far too early and uh, was a fantastic Texan. All right, moving on to number 30. Let's talk about I'm a Hog daughter of the course of the governor we just talked about a few minutes ago and emma tinayuka yeah so you just talked about i'm a hog so noted that you survived a horrible name to become a great philanthropist in texas and then emma tinayuka which who i'd never heard before she was nicknamed la passionera de texas for her efforts on behalf of the working poor in san antonio and texas so she was a leader of uh, she was a labor organizer civil rights leader and was arrested several times uh, this is all in the 1930s and 1940s. So, uh, great uh, civil rights leader. 
Well, for me, uh, I'm gonna probably just side on the on. Oh, man, this is hard. Name recognition. Name recognition. Name recognition. Good. I think everybody's gonna vote for I'm a hog. Even if you don't know yeah. who she is, you'll read that name and laugh, and then you'll click on it. But outside the cook clickbait i do salute uh emma for being you know it's, i'm a son of san antonio and i i do love pecans and so i think fair trade pecans i'm, I'm down with that let's go to round I'm 31 i'm a hog's gonna win them i'm a hog's gonna win we know that round 31 oh boy dorothea towels versus mary Kay ash yeah so i mean mary Kay, you gotta know who she is famous for her makeup yeah you've seen uh, the and pink her pyramid marketing scheme mm-hmm. yeah marketing pyramid marketing scheme uh an empire uh, Dorothea Towles is a little known person. She's from uh, East Texas uh, and became an, the first internationally recognized African-American fashion model. Uh, so and she used her fame to advance the causes of uh, civil rights and advance African-American culture. Well, I did not know the story of Miss Towles, but I will say this. I'm, I'm more impressed with her than I am with Mary Kay. Uh, I know Mary Kay built an empire and I understand all those pieces but uh, I feel like historically a little bit more significance there. Don't at me on Twitter, people. All right, <laughs> round thirty-two, our last round of ra- our last match of round one. Uh, this is Babe Diedrichsen's Harris, who we did do a wonderful episode on, an amazing Texan, and one we haven't done one on yet, Benji Brooks. So, mm-hmm. Babe, Babe, just to give the quick recap, Babe's Harris was a fantastic. Uh, Olympic athlete in the 30s, and then she went on to found the LPGA. She was such a world-class athlete. She beat the pants off women, men, and anybody else that tried to match her in any sport. She's just one of those amazing, amazing athletes of her time. And a Texan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benji Brooks though, was uh, the first one of the first women to enter the Department of Surgery at Harvard, and she became the first female pediatric surgery in the state of Texas. And there's a big foundation for children named after her, so she was an early female surgical pioneer from and of Texas. She deserves to be in this list, but uh, I mean, this is also, I mean, Babe's going to win again. Yeah, I think this is another case of uh, a recognized name uh, being chosen over someone who, while having uh, tremendous accomplishments and contributions to Texas, uh, is just not as well known. Well, I would, my only problem as we wind down round one here, and understand that round one is already taken place. We're going to now peek and see who won round two, give you a quick rundown of our picks, and wind down the episode, and we'll come back and talk about rounds three and four and figure out who wins. My only qualm here would be that uh, Willie Nelson is really the only, um, Willie Nelson and George Strait are the only two living individuals on this entire list of 64. Yeah. <laughs> so it isn't exclusively just um, Texans who have passed list. I kind of, in that case, I could think of, uh, um, I had a, a wonderful opportunity to meet a great Texan uh, just, just recently, Mr. Dan Rather, the famous head of CBS News who took over after Cronkite. And uh, like, there's some there's some living Texans that should be on this list, or we could have found a couple of dead Texans to take Willie Nelson's place because he's still got plenty of good years left in him, folks. Yeah. Well, so let's run down the winners uh, for round one. Uh, we predicted correctly on Stephen Austin, on Sam Houston, once again, Davy Crockett. Uh, we predicted, and then we split on uh, Milam and Zavala, but Zavala won. So I think, Mike, you picked it, the Zavala. Uh on round six, Quanta Parker beat Jose Antonio Navarro. 
Uh, we were right on Goodnight. People don't like Lamar. Uh, we were right on Travis. Audie Murphy, we were correct on. Uh, then Richard Overton was the correct pick between him and Hector Garcia. And then a big shocker, and I disagree with this one and as much as I respect the former president, the recently deceased president, LBJ did, should have won this round. Uh, should not have lost to George H.W. Bush. It's just yeah, that that for me, disturbing. I think may be the biggest upset in all yeah, of this. Big upset, big upset. Uh, the next <laughs> round, uh, Chester Nimitz does win over James Farmer. I think it's name recognition on that one. Uh, Sam Rayburn wins over Jim Hogg. Daniel Webster Wallace, we got that one right. And then the other big shocker and the big upset, and this upset, and this was wrong. I mean, this is just wrong, people. You, what are you, what are you thinking? Willie Nelson lost to George Strait. There's just something wrong with that. That's not right. No, no. Mike is uh, devastated by that. Uh, this whole thing Bob is a Will- sham. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Wills beats Scott Joplin. Uh, Claire, Dis- Claire Driscoll beats Zavala. Mary Maverick does win, so that's a good one. Em- Emily West wins, even though she's probably not a real person. I told you. Uh, yep. Jane Long wins over Casno. Uh, Susanna Dickinson surviving the Alamo does get you over uh, an obscure lady who fired a cannon to keep people from stealing records. Uh, Elizabeth Nay, Ma Ferguson, easy win on that one. Uh, Cattle Drive over Education, Lizzie Johnson, Williams. And then Barbara Jordan beats Ann Richards. So I think Scott and I were right. Mike, you were wrong. Um, and then Lady Bird Johnson, of course, the Women's Supreme Court, Bessie Coleman. Selena, I'm a hog, and uh, unfortunately, Mary Kay Ash, and then we were dead right on Babe Zick Dickerson Zaharis as well. Well, I hope at this point, and if you want to pause the podcast, that's fine, but uh, I hope maybe if you're at home, you, you <laughs> went to the site, you found the bracket, you looked at people you thought were going to win. Hopefully, it wasn't spoiled for you where you clicked, uh, but let's move on, and we're going to dive through round two, and then we'll come back next week to give you the, the final rounds of the, uh, of the tournament. So coming up, and and by the way, the the results will be up when this gets published. But uh, you know, we we can't do these things in real time, folks. <laughs> so let's talk about round two: Stephen F. Austin versus Sam Houston. Who takes it? Uh, Sam Houston. I'm gonna go with Sam. I want Sam to win so bad. I think it's Sam. I think it's Sam all the way. I think he's got this whole tournament in the bag. I think he, you're right, Sean. I think he's the. This is a tough match, but I think it's uh, just he's much like the first presidential election. Sam Houston's going to roll over poor Stephen F. Austin. He's they Gonzaga, should, guys. He's they Gonzaga. Should, they should just That's make it. their uh, giant statues fight it out. <laughs> Sam Once Houston again. is the Michael Jordan of Texas, guys. Yeah, round two. Once again versus Davy Crockett. Oh. Um. Um, I want it to be Seguin, but uh, I think Crockett's going to take it. Yeah, there's I no, to... there's no, there's no Juan Juan Seguin, king <laughs> of the Tejanos. Nope, mm-hmm. doesn't work. Nope. As Peter much Crockett. as I want one, I think I think that people will just click on the clickbait and go for the go for the obvious Davy Crockett. But it should be Juan Seguin, people. Man, round three, Lorenzo De Zavala versus Quana Parker. I think Parker's going to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I think Parker's going to take it, despite the fact that I think Dave Zavala is more influential in the history of Texas. Round four, Charles Goodnight versus William B. Travis. All right, if you're listening to this and you can feel my mental power going out to all of you right now and your fingers are clicking, go click on Goodnight. Don't click on Travis. <laughs> Sorry, Travis wins. 
He was kind of a bad dad. (laughs) He was a bad dad, and Goodnight was a great guy. All right, round five. Audie Murphy versus Richard Overton. Murphy. Uh, uh, We thank you for your service, Mr. Overton, but it's Audie Murphy all the way. Ooh, Battle of the Navy Men. Chester Nimitz versus George Bush, round six. I think the fix is in. They're going to pick they're going to pick uh Bush. Old grandpa? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I would I, in this in this matchup I would personally choose Nimitz, but uh I think the uh I think Bush is going to win this one. And you know, and to be fair, I mean he just recently passed away. He's in a lot of people's minds. He's he's a recent living president, you know, or have has been recently a living president. He's so, a, yeah. he's a, he's a he was a wonderful recent living president, but Nimitz has a really cool museum in Fredericksburg. <laughs> Round seven, Sam Rayburn versus Daniel Webster Wallace. As great as the cowboy hat is, I think Sam Rayburn's going to take it on the name recognition. Plus, you know, he's got a, um, he's pretty important when it comes to Texas history. Round eight, my heart is broken because Willie Nelson isn't here. It should be Willie Nelson. George Strait versus Bob Wills. Um, I think, yeah, I think Bob Wills should win this matchup uh, because of his, uh, well, he has precedence. He uh, he built a lot that modern country is uh, known for. So uh, I would pick him, but I think George Strait's going to take it. I, I want to pick him out of spite. <laughs> I'm going to pick George Strait because you guys are casting a lot of aspersions on Porfirio County. You're talking about the man who hunted the the largest deer in all of Frio County. Hey, does George Strait have any songs where somebody in the background goes, ah! You know, actually, I think no. he does. No, he doesn't. I think he, he does might. not. I, I'm <laughs> going to find one. one and send it to you. I've got to go back and check my Spotify. It may be I'll find his you Christmas one. song. <laughs> uh, he was good in pure country, though. I'll give him that. Oh, my gosh. Round nine. Clara Driscoll versus Mary Maverick. Mary Maverick. Mary Maverick. Yep. I'm going to go with Maverick. Mary Maverick. Yeah. I love Top Gun. Round 10. Emily West, the Yellow Rose versus Jane Long, the mother of Texas. Uh, I'm going to say the mother of Texas will take this matchup. Again, I'm a real the, person. Yeah, real, real person. people should Not beat fictional people. <laughs> and also, it's an edge to be the mother of Texas right yeah. there in your name. Yep, yep. All right, round 11. Susanna Dickinson versus Elizabeth Nay. Alamo, Susanna Dickinson. Hey, you survived the Alamo. I don't care how good a sculpt you are. Sorry. You made it this far in the tournament, and that's an honor. Matchup number 12. Ma Ferguson versus Lizzie Williams. Ma. Ma. Yeah, it's Ma. Even though Pa was kind of a pain. (laughs) Yeah. Go Uh, listen to the episode, folks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, round 13. Barbara Jordan versus Lady Bird Johnson. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I, I would really like to see Barbara Jordan take this one, yeah. uh, but it could be a toss up cause lady has got that name recognition. So, mm. um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Barbara Jordan. Yeah. Yep. 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 I get it. I get it, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Barbara Jordan round 14, the all woman Supreme court versus Bessie Coleman. Bessie Coleman. It's Bessie Coleman. Um, Fearless I Flyer. I should win this one. Fearless Flyer. She was an amazing episode. And I'm not just saying that because we recorded it, people. But if you would like to listen. 
Uh, round 15, Selena versus I'm a Hog. I think Selena is going to easily win just from the name recognition and uh, yeah. the recentness of it. And last but never least, round 16, Mary Kay. She pulled ahead and she's taking on Babe Diedrichsen Zahers. I, I think that uh, Mary Kay is going to win this one on her uh, name recognition. I hate the name recognition. I hate the, the name yeah, recognition so much. The, the ubiquitousness of uh, Mary Kay as a brand, I think, will give her the edge on this. Yeah. And how many? How many women? How many women voters out there in Texas have either sold Mary Kay and/or bought Mary Kay products? So. Well, I think yeah. it's a thing of, of this is one of the problems of history is if you weren't killed in the Alamo and your name's not Sam Houston, <laughs> and then people just have a very like everything ended yeah. in 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 the eighteen thirties until like nineteen eighty five for people. Yeah. So she's an amazing athlete. So really, that one is is worth listening to, but uh, it's going to be Mary Kay probably. But boy, babe, you deserve to be in the next round. Yeah. Well, the, I don't know. I hope Babe wins this one. I do, too. I do, too. We at Come and Take It would love to salute Commissioner Bush for putting on this amazing tournament and all of the hardworking people who have put this great experience together celebrating Texas History Month. We hope you love Texas history. We hope you've listened to this episode and maybe got interested, dive back in the archive and found some of these wonderful episodes about these amazing Texans. We've been inspired. There's a number of these people that we're going to do much deeper examinations on and spend time talking about and hope you'll join us to do that, too. So come back next week. We're going to talk about the last final rounds of the tournament and wind it down and figure out who you, the voters of Texas, think is the top Texan. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. You can follow us individually, too. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two ends. And I'm Scotticus. If you love the show, tell your friends and leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps us out to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, why not visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you, too, can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.